2: Well, hey, hello there, Doug Mallard.
0: Hey,
1: Doug Benson. sup?
2: <laughs> um, that's a great question. <laughs> what is up? Um, listen, buddy. It's
1: a movie.
2: I didn't book a guest for today. Oh. Uh, because you and I deserve some me time. <laughs> yeah. i mean us time doug time
1: dougie time
2: yeah plus everyone's busy i mean i was talking to you before we started this because that's how this works <laughs> 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 quick hello before we start and you said that uh you know you just got a lot of uh holiday business you okay, family either. business you gotta attend to
1: yeah it's tis the season
2: Yeah, but it strangely lightens up, I think, like next week, like as it gets closer to the date, I guess some of us have more uh, time on their hands than others. I mean, Hanukkah's already over. Right. So I'm going to hit up some uh, Jewish friends for the next (laughs) few episodes. There you go. But uh, we've had several shows in a row where the guests were so good and had so much to say and were so charming that we didn't get to – any of the questions that we'd written for them so today i thought that you and i should say it doug eat some leftovers <laughs> that's right we're gonna answer the questions we didn't get to in the last several episodes <laughs> should be fun happen in let's go to work Hey!
1: Whoa! I was choking on coffee during that.
2: (laughs) Really? You took uh, see? I just sat here like an idiot. I could have like refilled my drink. I could have like actually done something with that time. (laughs) Uh, But I just sat here listening to it because I still I still can't believe that we have a theme song. uh, (laughs) That this has been going for as long as it has with no end in sight. I don't see any reason to stop because at the very least, it's just a chance for you and I to catch up.
1: Can't stop the Dugs, man. <laughs> Who let the Doug's out. We did. I mean,
2: what's going to be- change in your life, Doug, that's going to p- keep us from continuing this show. Are you going to have, a is a family in your future? Or are you, uh, I, I
1: don't believe we are going to have a childless. family <laughs> happily childless. I think is the way. And, uh, I appreciate anyone that isn't upset about that. There are people that get upset about that. They do. Yeah,
2: it's weird. It's so important to people. And like, you're like, hey, you know what? I don't need to pass this name along. I don't need to have children. Uh, I don't need a Doug Jr.
1: (laughs) Definitely don't need a Doug Jr. Yeah. I wouldn't do that Um, to you.
2: Well, that's, uh, I, I like your stance, you know I mean? For me, it's like, you know, people aren't going to hassle me about it anymore. because It's just like now I'm at the age where people look at you, you know, give me really sideways looks for uh, yeah. getting into being a father. So late in the game, you know, so, uh, <laughs> So it's, you're going to have to, you know, weather the storm, it's going to, you know, be another 10 years for you, probably at least before we oh, start to go, oh yeah, we can give up on that dream or whatever. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm very excited about the next 10 years of this.
2: Uh, You know, just don't talk to people is how I uh, took care of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also not being married also helps, you know, cause it's, you know, that's already another step that they expect you to yep. go through, but you've already said, just got to screw off.
1: It is just weird. Cause it's generally the same people that ask over and over again. It's like, we've been down this, like it hasn't. And I know people change their minds, but it's a weird thing to keep getting asked about it. You know?
2: Yeah. And, it's, I don't know why it's so important to people. And we uh, love kids.
1: I love kids. I, and uh, you know, I think if we had kids, then I'm going to spend less time around your kids. And that's a lot of times the reason people are like you guys are so good around the kids. And it's like, we wouldn't be as, as available if we had our own kids. So you should be right. excited. We're not having kids. So we can and hang
2: out. We've learned to hate children. If we had our own, like <laughs> your kids, you know, we can, uh, e- even if we start to hate them, we can walk away. Yeah. You <laughs> know, we're, we're not forced to, uh, we can just drop them off at the nearest fire station. I think, there you go. How it works. <laughs> Other um, <people> did. <laughs> So three episodes back, we had our friend Wayne Fetterman on, who, uh, you know, just has been in so many movies and TV shows, and he's done stand-up, and now he's got a podcast called History of Comedy that I enjoyed uh, being interviewed for, and I guess I'll be sprinkled into a few episodes because he does it like you know, it's one of those shows where he takes a subject from comedy and then kind of puts together a pastiche of uh, people being interviewed by him about that subject, and uh, they added it together. You know, what kind of sound effects or other stuff they add to it. But I got to I gotta check it out sometime. It's Wayne Fetterman's History of Comedy. Um, but let's do the Wayne Fetterman questions that we had prepared. We'll just ask each other Great questions that we had for Wayne so we can uh we can eat these leftovers um, and we'll just like I say to all the guests, we'll imagine ourselves either as Wayne or just answer how we think Wayne would answer or or our own opinion right. or all of the above. I mean, you know, I'm in no hurry as long as this takes <laughs> less than less than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, Doug, So yes. As is customary, you go first.
1: All right, let's do it. Uh, first question for Wayne Fetterman and you or either bachelor party versus jealous boyfriend in the front row, bachelorette party versus jealous boyfriend in the front row with his arms crossed versus, uh, the guy that just blurts out random stuff of those hecklers, which one do you like the least? Or if it's in category.
2: Oh my god! Can this question end? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So, what are the options again? You got, you got a bachelorette party,
1: the so guy like, in the front row with his arms crossed, or a person that just yells stuff out.
2: All right, and the guy in the front row's arms crossed is just because of why? He's just a lot not of a good. Times
1: like a jealous boyfriend. A lot of times, I feel like guys sit in the front row and they're angry. And they think they're funnier than the comic the whole time. And they just pout. It's so weird.
2: Yeah, I get that. And they might have heckled during a previous act or something. and been told to be quiet. Like, Oh yeah. Get this really weird, like, uh, well, I'm not going to laugh then if I'm not allowed to yell out nonsense, <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> <Real cool. laughs> then I'm also not going to be a good audience member at all. I'm going to figure out another way to suck. Um, <laughs> but the bachelorette party is especially when they seat them up front, but even in the back, it's just something that I have not missed at all since I became more of a, a niche act where like, you know, I don't have like passes or free tickets to my shows. Like it's only people yeah. who really want to be there that, that, that come and pay for their tickets. So like, I feel like I'm, Keeping them from having to. I feel like my audiences should be grateful that there's never a bachelorette party in the crowd because. Uh, absolutely. The last time one showed up, they were really great and I, I was shocked and delighted. But for the most part. Um, really? You, know, you had a good experience? I did. It was just, wow. it was probably like a nerdier group of bachelorettes or something. Like they just, they knew, understood the assignment of being at a comedy club. Whereas most bachelorette parties, for as they traipse from place to place, uh, some with only one or no shoes on their feet, <laughs> they um, you know, they take over each place they go to. They have a very like uh, you know, hey look at us kind of attitude with their penis hats and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. And and the and the fact that they're generally, you know, getting drunker and drunker. And Yeah,
1: they're they're not arriving at the comedy club sober. They're already half in the bag and being served more alcohol, which is super fun.
2: Yeah, and it's just like clubs just let them in because it's a big party and it's a lot of money and I sort of understand that, but uh, bachelorette parties uniformly. And apologies to anybody that's ever been part of one that you thought you were part of one that was like totally cool and everybody loved you. Uh, That could happen and has happened, I guess, but for the most part. I, a guy with a guy just looking at me with his arms crossed, I can look somewhere else. Like, you know, I don't have to really worry too much. Yeah, that's in fact, true. I start to enjoy uh, punishing that person by uh, making them just listen to me talk. But then the person blurting out the, the random thing, that's, you know, that's if they, if they if they do three or less, I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's when they keep going and going and going, then that's when I would hope security would step in. But, but at first, just yelling out a random thing, you know, it sucks if it happens right on your punchline, which a lot of dumb drunks yeah. tend to do. But as long as it's not on your punchline, I feel like uh, for me personally, it's just a opportunity to, you know, make that person either, you know, I can either make fun of them or, you know, have more fun with what they said if what they said was actually clever.
1: Yeah, I actually had to have people kicked out of a show a couple of weeks ago for the first time, maybe ever. I don't know. Um, Ever? No, probably not. I'm sure I'm just it's there was I the mean you're used, put,
2: you're used to putting up with some shit though because you were like you play the, the Velveeta room and yeah, David yeah. Austin. The,
1: the Velveeta room can be but and this was at the Velveeta room, which I would say is way more tame now, but it was just a, it was two couples and they were just car- they were interrupting everybody in front of me at the end of every set. And people are already mad. And then, so I went in mad and then they, they started with me 30 seconds in just having a conversation amongst themselves. And I just went off and it, <laughs> I had, and what's crazy is the door guy, Mikey, who's been there for 20 years or something. He said, post quarantine, you know, pandemic start, he's kicked out more people since then the last two years or a year and a half or whatever, then, He did in the 20 years prior to that, because people just forgot to behave some people.
2: Well, that's what I think is like, some people are extra better well behaved and just thrilled to be part of the, you know, just thrilled to be doing it, doing stuff. And other people are like felt all along that this was all just again, this whole thing was against them personally. And uh, now they get to just do whatever they want.
1: Yeah. I, Threatened to rip the guy's throat out like Dalton from Roadhouse.
2: (laughs) Well, that's a great segue into the fact that this Saturday night, I will be uh, participating in a show called Down in Front at the Straz Center in Tampa. Uh, So all my Tampa Bays need to come out and uh, watch me and Matt Fernandez and a third gentleman whose name I can't recall. Uh, we're going to be just making jokes while watching roadhouse in a big, yeah. beautiful, big, beautiful theater. And, oh. uh, should be lots of fun. That's this Saturday in Tampa. And, uh, you can't get it in free if your name's Doug, cause it's not my show. I'm just a guest on somebody else's show. That's why it's called down in front instead of, you know, I do movie interruption shows called the Benson sure. interruption, uh, Benson movie interruption. But, uh, this is just Matt doing his own thing. And I'm just uh, a guest uh, in the, this is the first one I think that he's doing. So, um, you know, if you're in the Tampa area, come out, but all listeners, of this show, keep in mind that if your name is Doug and i come to your town, you know, I will probably have set up a deal where you can get in for free. If you have a Doug on your ID, but also you could always, you know, uh, fire me a DM on Instagram uh, you know, saying, Hey, I'm a, I'm a Doug, put me on the guest list. That kind of thing.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a big deal because we, you haven't had a Doug come in to take care like take, take you up on that deal. So I think it's going to be celebrated. This first I
2: would hope so. advantage, like, come on. I hope it'd be a big deal. If some Doug finally is like, yeah, I'm going to go see the show for free. Maybe it's that it's usually in a comedy club where there's a two drink minimum. Maybe uh, maybe sometime when I play a theater, we'll get a Doug. Maybe I don't talk about it enough, but I do ask at my shows if there's any Dugs in the audience, and there never are. <laughs> which is very, very odd to me. So what was your question to Wayne? Oh, I remember. Hecklers. It was all about hecklers. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I like to kind of keep kind of a written record so I don't have to uh, listen to the whole thing. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> My first question to Wayne uh, through Doug Mellard is, uh, what's your favorite thing that features a piano? Wayne's an excellent piano player. Sometimes he sits down and plays piano while I tell jokes at the improv here in L.A. But what's your favorite thing that features a piano? Like anything? Anything um Yeah, I mean, I wrote down an example in case in case the question baffled yeah. baffled Wayne. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I'll tell you one. I'll say grand piano, not so much. But I'll say maybe how about La La Land? We've talked about that before, but I really like La La Land.
2: And it has a piano in it.
1: Yeah, I think Gosling plays piano <laughs> in it.
2: Yeah, he does. I mean, <laughs> you know, he sells out at one point, and plays a bunch of fancy synthesizers with. Uh, Oh right. You know, with John Legend. Yeah. Uh but uh out. Yeah, well John Legend though is playing a character, he's not playing John Legend. Um the real John Legend doesn't ask people to sell out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the real John Legend is. But the point is that yes, La La Land uh has lots of piano playing in it and it's uh it's very uh the music's very pretty in that and uh I don't know what Wayne Fetterman's take is on Lava Land, but for me, my favorite thing that features a piano is, uh, two pianos played by the fabulous Baker boys. Oh, in the wow. film of the same name starring <laughs> Bo and Jeff Bridges and Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: Oh yeah. That's I saw that. I think when it came out, but it's been forever.
2: Yeah. I was watching it like on cable TV one night and, uh, you know, it's a small movie, but it holds up. It was written and directed by, maybe he didn't direct it, but it was at least written by a Steve Cloves, who's gone on to write a lot of the uh, Harry Potter movies, strangely enough. Huh. Uh, yeah, I don't know how he went from that to that, but uh, it's a—it's an entertaining movie. Um, uh, all right.
1: I would say also maybe Acme cartoons dropping pianos on cartoon characters' heads.
2: All right. Well, you know how I feel about just answers that are you know go on and on. Like, uh, (laughs) you got to go with your you got to go with your first instinct. But since you did bring it up, when was the last time you saw, if ever, uh, Looney Tunes back in action, starring Brendan Fraser?
1: Oh, I've never seen that. Is oh, it good, bad?
2: Are or you up it... for an assignment? Okay. I'd like you to watch it and, and tell me if it's any good.
1: Okay, so you've never seen it either?
2: I've seen it. I've seen oh, it, good. but I just, I don't remember. I don't really, I don't feel like I didn't love it. So that's why I'm not dying to revisit it. But I also feel like there's probably a lot there that's worthwhile. Was um, that also Jenna Elfman? Yeah, Jen Elfman and Steve Martin is like the bad guy.
1: Whoa, okay, I, I yeah, can, I can get through with Steve Martin.
0: I yeah,
2: I mean, you know, that's the thing is, I just I, I I feel it's like people have had a mixed reaction to it, so I just want, uh, I just wanted some verification. I mean, if okay. you don't do it, if you don't do it, it's fine. I think the last time I asked you to watch a movie, you never watched. I forgot. It, but... I
1: forgot. Although I did watch that hockey <laughs> movie with the Doug, and that was fantastic.
2: Oh, you watched Goon?
1: Yeah, that was awesome. That was really good.
2: So good. And I've never seen Goon 2 because I love Goon 1 so much. And I just don't want, I don't want Goon 2 tainting it.
1: Yeah, I, I did watch Goon 2 and it's fine. But the first one's great.
2: I mean, Goon 2 must just feel like, you know, just extra footage or
1: something. Yeah, its it wasn't as necessary for sure.
2: Yeah. And it just starts to become then it starts to become well oh, okay, he's gonna beat up another guy now. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. You know, then it's like, I don't know, maybe a little too punishing. Especially back to back. Did you like you went out of the first goon so hyped that you were like, I gotta see goon two right away?
1: Yeah, it would just cut kind of, like you you had said it was good, but it still caught me by surprise and how much I enjoyed it. So I was That's excited so to keep going with the character, but yeah, I, that I needed to.
2: It's really, it's for for as brutal as it is, it's a really fun movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, Number two. Yes, number two. What
1: is, with a comic from the 80s or 90s, that you don't thank God enough attention or credit?
2: I really thought you were going to say that you don't thank God enough for. Uh, Thank God enough credit. From yeah. how, which decades?
1: Like 80s or 90s.
2: Wow. Um, I guess this would count as 90s is, a, you know, a guy that's doing perfectly well. And I don't know if Wayne Fetterman agree with me or not, but there's a guy that I just think is so funny and I'm surprised that Anyway, I'll say his name and then you can tell me what you think. Pablo Francisco. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he like, well done. But... He feels
2: like somebody that should be bigger than he yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a complex. Sure, of course.
1: Well. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. I think he does all right. Like he's, you know, he tours and like he just destroys every time he hits the stage because he does so many voices and sounds and, and, uh, it's such a musical kind of act, you know that uh yeah, he but he really makes me laugh. I really enjoy when I you know run across him and, and get to see him, you know, and uh um, so that's my answer do you do you have one like when you write these questions, I mean, I guess when we're asking people about like a TV show they've been in, like like a, a question I have coming up for Wayne's about legally blonde, you know, so that's sort certainly uh is one that i can necessarily answer myself but like a lot of these you kind of in your head have what your answer would be
1: yeah most of the time but for this one i really was just curious with the history podcast if you were to answer you know maybe learn of somebody i didn't know of or something but i love pablo though that's a great answer
2: yeah but i wonder if there is anybody else that like i'm aware of that you wouldn't know about like the thing is is that anybody that would really truly qualify, like had to kind of like quietly die or stop doing stand up or something because, you know, most of them that stay in the game sort of also stay in the game, you know, like you, you keep sort of seeing around and hearing about them and stuff, but you know, um, yeah, that's a great question though. And, um, you know, as always, I wish that uh, Wayne had not, you know, talked so much in the earlier part of the show (laughs) about all the Dougs that he knows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My question number two is this is pretty funny that, you know, how we're starting to think alike, maybe. I wanted to ask Wayne, greatest decade ever for stand-up comedy because I think he's on his show, I think he's covered the, you know, I feel like he's covered a bunch of decades, like those CNN shows that do, you know, like movies by the decades and stuff.
1: Yeah. No, oh, that's a tough one. Cause I feel like I want to say nineties cause that's when the spotlight really, I feel like got thrown onto it, but you go in the two thousands, you got Doug loves movies, you know, the podcast world kind of opened up a whole other door as well but I'll say 90s just because, I don't know, it's hard to look back at some of the comedy doesn't evolve with taste sometimes from back then, but, uh, you know, we got shows like Seinfeld and I think things started to blow up and kind of paved the way for a lot of the clubs that are still out there right now. So, yeah, I'll stick with 90s. What do you think?
2: I think the greatest decade of comedy is yet to come. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Shadowing. <laughs> Might be this one that we're just barely into, you know, because people are hyped. Well, I just think that, you know, it's going to just make for some really interesting stand up that people are so concerned about cancel culture and being woke and, uh, you know, all that stuff. You know that 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 the expression that people still wield the expression politically incorrect like it's a like something to like be proud of being right Uh is pretty wild. So I I feel like comedy is really going to push the envelope in, in both directions. And
1: uh, I don't I mean, know. We <laughs> all through a shared experience, you know, that was so crazy. There's going to be a lot of weird shit that comes out of you know the last two years.
2: Yeah. And I just, you know, I just think people really have, uh, you know, pretty interesting takes on what's going on, but I think that also maybe for once it'll be a decade where I mean, you could take any comic that was working in which decade did you pick the nineties? Yeah. Uh, you know, you can pick almost any comic and they'll, they will say something that, you know, today would be considered problematic, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, like comedy isn't aging well. Along with all of pop culture that that like that's at all exploitative of anything it doesn't seem like it's gonna age well as the world becomes more evolved and uh you know yeah. more of a i mean it's always been a melting pot but like it's just gonna be such such a mix of people that like you know you're gonna get a lot of i'm insulted because I'm one sixteenth you know whatever it is you just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um which is good, you know. It's good for people to be standing up for themselves is what I say. So, I'm going the 20. What do you call this decade? The Roaring
1: 20s part 2. <laughs>
2: That's so funny like uh first of all, Roaring 20s, eesh. What a terrible like I mean, is that really a good description for the Great Depression? But um <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like Uh, we we have part of a decade to look forward to, and then a really horrible ending and and start into the next one, maybe.
2: Like we're the we're the snoring twenties. Yeah, (laughs) like everybody's asleep at the wheel, and it's not, and and we're definitely gonna crash. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hasn't been a good start. uh, Yeah, two years. uh,
1: (laughs) Good God.
2: All right, buddy, you're uh, question number three for Wayne Fetterman.
1: Okay, I read that you taught yourself ventriloquism. What,
2: <laughs>
1: le- <laughs> what led you to
2: that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what drove him to that? I, I, was, I was writing a suicide note, <laughs> and I thought, you know, there's one area of entertainment that I never conquered, that I never tried. That's ventriloquism. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what would compel him. I mean, you know, if I, if I could, if I could learn any, how to throw my voice at all in like an hour or even, you know, I don't know, maybe two hours. I don't know. That's already maybe too much time. Like I just don't think there's (laughs) a lot of ventriloquists out there because like, it's a very specific thing you need to learn and train yourself to do. And, like, it's hard to know if you'd be good at it before you've even started to try. Yeah. Like, some people, what is it about somebody's voice where they can make it come out loud and clear? I mean, obviously, amplification helps a lot with ventriloquists these days. But still, like, there's a little girl on America's Got Talent that, like, is pretty damn good at not moving her lips. But, like, you know. I did see her, her and
1: it's fascinating. It's pretty crazy. She has a really good
2: yeah is it like was she just like having a conversation with somebody somebody at one point somebody went oh man your lips barely move you should just be a ventriloquist
1: (laughs) yeah for her too like that generation it seems like it would be harder to get into because growing up we definitely saw more of that you know i I definitely figured
2: out i just figured out the worst form of entertainment for deaf people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right because the puppet you can't read the puppet's mouth because it doesn't articulate
0: yeah they're you like can't
2: read, you can't read the ventrillion's mouth because they're all like thin-lipped and look at eyes darting around all weird so uh yeah that'd be a horrible yeah, yeah. horrible yeah. entertainment for the deaf community that's probably why well, i guess the,
1: anymore. the blind community too because you don't know whose voice is what
2: <laughs> right but you can just sit and listen to the uh The the, the quote unquote jokes, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because uh, one of the most popular uh, ventriloquist dummies of all time, you know, came up in radio, you know, Charlie McCarthy, was that his name? And, uh, you know, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, like he, uh, he was a, you know, a puppet that people would just, you know, they'd see live from time to time or they'd see pictures of him, but he was popular on the radio. Right. he had a bunch and he had a bunch of other puppets too uh so were we were really popular and then tv came along and then he just you know swooped right in and you could watch him do his thing and he you know but the whole time he was on radio his lips could have been moving we didn't know
1: you want me to start having a puppet for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> third doug <laughs> hey
2: other dog. how's it going There's this eagle, you know, that's on stage uh, logo at the American Comedy Company in San Diego. Oh, yeah. Douglass movies on December 26th at 420, but that's not what I'm driving at here. (laughs) Um, What am I driving at here? Oh, and uh, so sometimes uh, Dan Van Kirk will do the voice of the eagle. And so that... (laughs) Since the listeners can't see an eagle and and even the people that are there just looking at a picture of an eagle, it's uh it's it does remind me of like uh the intriloquism on the radio. Yeah, that's great. Um all (laughs) right. So this is we're really cooking here. We're like uh we're barely through uh we got haven't gotten through Wayne's questions yet and uh we gotta go to our first break. So uh, only break. we only go to one break, but we're going to do that right now. We'll be right back.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
1: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
0: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: We're back and uh, I got a delicious beverage that you may catch me, the sound of me enjoying during the uh, back half of the show because I, uh, I got parched.
1: Parched? What? -hmm. what, 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 uh, Lemonade?
2: (laughs) No. No, I just, my, uh, one of my favorite drinks right now is just to uh, make my own soda water. Ooh. uh, You know, with the soda stream. And then I add uh, a little bit of uh, grenadine.
1: Oh, wow. When when somebody says parched, I always picture lemonade or like. The uh, mint julep.
2: <laughs> I just needed water more than anything, but as <laughs> long as I was at it, I decided to uh, make it fancy, fancy, get a little flavor because I do get bored with just water. That's why I like the sparkling water. You know, the whole thing feels like a cocktail, but it sure isn't.
1: All right, all right, we're on three for you, I believe.
2: Yeah, my third question in the grilling of Wayne fetterman <laughs> that didn't happen is is. It- Simple question. Maybe you can answer it, Doug. Is Luke Wilson nice?
1: Yes. I'm going to say yes, because
2: I think he has to be right.
1: Yeah. And I think he lives here in Austin and I know enough people that have run into him and it's all been pleasant experience. Yeah. He's around. Somebody saw him recently at uh, Barton Springs a couple months ago when people were still swimming there said he was a real nice guy. Wow. So as far as I know. (laughs) Yeah, Wayne. I just spilled the beans on some horrible story about Luke Wilson.
2: (laughs) I I mean, if you had one, it might have been interesting. But uh, the guy seems like he is pretty nice. And, uh, you know, I think he's, you know. There's Owen, of course, and then he's got another brother. That, that Andrew or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he acts every once in a while too, but uh, he
1: directed something too.
2: Yeah, w- but Wayne was in Legally Blonde. I don't even know if I don't I'm not even sure if his scene was with Luke Wilson, but I I just gotta I just gotta assume that at some point Wayne has either worked with or met Luke Wilson. It just seems like mm-hmm. it must have happened. All right, it's uh, your question number four.
1: All right, real rando, but here we go. (laughs) What is your favorite mythological creature?
2: Now, if somebody asked me that in an interview, I'd walk out, (laughs) which really sucks when we're doing these over Zoom because I, you know, I'm comfortable at home. There's no reason for me to leave. But Alicia's like, "What just happened?" yeah why did coming back um hmm wait so mythical creature could just be any kind of creature that doesn't yeah, really exist it? right you yeah, don't really have yeah. to go into uh you know like a Pegasus. mythology you yeah know? it yeah. doesn't have to be some you know because that's where i you lose me like that's another one of my Jeopardy questions when they're just like mythology. I'm just like, ugh, my eyes roll back <laughs> into my head. You know, unless it's who played somebody in a movie about mythology. You know, if you say who's in Clash of the Titans, I can tell you that. Yeah. But I can't tell you about any, I, hardly any of the characters. I guess Medusa is the lady with snake hair. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can get that but, question right on Jeopardy.
2: But my favorite mythological creature, like thing that doesn't exist but it does in some sort of pop culture situation might have to be like the abominable snowman in, uh, uh, Rudolph the red nose reindeer.
1: Nice. Oh, I like it. Is that partially because you play a snow, uh, abominable snowman?
2: Oh, I'm a Yeti and, uh, what do you call it? It's <laughs> yeah, you Camp Island. That's true. <laughs> <You're> no. <calling. laughs> no, I just said it. Cause I like, you know, like, like right now there's an ad for some company that makes animal toys or there's like some sort of chew toys that are made that are like based on those, ca- some of those characters. Yeah. So he's a chew toy and it's, it's a per- per- particularly cute chew toy. I thought yeah, and it just, nice. like there's just something about him that like uh, when he's angry in the earlier part, like, and this is from a kid's perspective, I'm saying in the first part when he's angry, he's really uh, scary. And then uh, when he comes around and, you know, decides to help out and put the star on the top of the tree, uh, who knows how much they're like zapping him with electric prods or something to get him to do it. But still, <laughs> he seems, he seems like a productive member of society at the end. and he, uh, and he looks really cute at that point. You know, he's, yeah. really lovable. he's lovable looking. He looks like he'd be like a good place to, you know, you could go hang out in his fur if it's too cold or whatever. Uh, you know, seems like a real, real, <laughs> real sweet guy. So, um, uh, you know, seems like a snowman, but he's got fur, you know, like the snowman's only so lovable because you, you hug or kiss a the snowman, and then you're fucking, you know, yeah. you're gonna have, you know, you're gonna have your face is gonna be all red, you know, you're, you're gonna be cold, you're gonna <laughs> p- potentially impact the, uh, the, the structure of the snowman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um Uh, we actually have uh, snowman that abominable snowman in our front of our place right now Uh, my wife got really into decorating because christmas was canceled the last two years so she went nuts we've got one of those inflatable (laughs) snowmen out there
2: we're going more inward with it like the the last uh last year and the year before we did stuff but now that uh now that everything's open again, I, I, I've done hardly anything. I mean, I have a hat that I take out. that's uh, you know, one of those Santa or elf <laughs> hats. And so I throw that on for like my cameos and stuff. Um, all right, but I don't want to let you off the hook for mythological creature. You can't ask a question like that without oh, having mine, a favorite yourself.
1: Mine's very close. I mean, uh, the Sasquatch. So <laughs> we are right there. And, I'm just not wintry as much, I guess.
2: Yeah, well, also Sasquatch—you can't really argue that any version that we've seen would would be cute. Maybe is <laughs> Harry is Harry and the Hendersons? Is he cute in that? I, I still think he's a kind of uh, not appealing.
1: Not really. He makes some goofy faces. That's as far as it gets. But yeah, yeah, he's not really cute.
2: Yeah, I mean the family loves him anyway, which is nice. But uh, <laughs> um, so. I've, so I forgot why, about so that. You, so, you, uh, because of uh, the, your favorite, because of the mystery of the Sasquatch, or because you are a believer in Sasquatch?
1: Uh, I think it's just a weird mystery and it's fun to, to like. Uh, I, I still love that weird old video, the grainy footage. And I, I was actually watching Elf for the first time forever the other night. Totally forgot about the Will Ferrell uh, reference to that sasquatch footage and it really got me it was so funny <laughs> god but Else yeah
2: is really a solid uh vehicle
1: good and it's it's cool and there's like something like that made it feels like you know all right we have all the christmas classics you can't keep churning them out and that definitely like delivers it still gives you all the holiday you know spirits and whatnot and it's funny and he sure commits that character. It's ridiculous. It's so funny.
2: Yeah, he really does. And uh, you know, I think, but that's an example. I think of it's. Uh, it's not old enough to have a uh, you know weirdness in it uh, for the most part. I think. I think there's still like a, somebody calls him a inappropriate word at some oh. point. I think. But now I'm talking slowly because I got a sneeze coming on. <laughs> 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 don't it's one of those ones it's like i just feel like it's gonna happen just but... like hurry up
1: i hate that that's so annoying
2: yeah and now if you're I, gonna I do it do it i don't think it's gonna happen i think it's uh you know discussing it left it at the gate which i wish would happen with hiccups i wish with hiccups you could go oh, i got hiccups and then they go away <laughs> um but you,
1: you embarrass your future sneeze
2: yeah, I really like my, my sneeze got shy. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't this is not the time for me to uh to do this, not in front of these people. <laughs> All right, my next question for Wayne Fetterman would have been: if your character from Legally Ballond, <laughs> <laughs> Ballon, Ballon not, that wasn't another sneeze, that was just me uh tripping over a word. If uh if that had a song. If his character had a song in in a musical version of Legally Blonde, which there was like a Broadway show version of it, but what would uh your song be called, Wayne? Was what I wanted to ask Wait, That's a lot to put on you, Doug, because you don't even <laughs> you, you didn't live the you don't even know what his character was. But his character was one of the guys that's like on the admissions board or something.
1: Yeah. And it would be called Let Her In. Yeah, these characters trying to, you know, let her in because she's cute. Uh, I don't know. It's been a minute since I've watched it, but I hope that aged OK. But I mean, that's probably really been done in real life. I'm sure plenty of times by old dudes in a boardroom. But
2: yeah, uh, but I think they're all really impressed with her and think she's hot. I think it's like a real, real twofer for there.
1: Yeah, but I think they're trying to like uh stretch to make it work Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) but yeah i think it'd be called let her in because he's fighting for her to get in there
2: yeah i like it i could see him having his whole like it could be his inner thoughts about how badly he wants it to happen and you know unbeknownst to him the other guys on the board are just right on the same page
1: yeah <laughs> it's kind of cool like he's the character that makes it happen that's a pretty legendary you know thing
2: oh is he I don't know if he's I, 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 think, he, like, I, I think he's the, the dean. dean
1: I think he's the spearhead of that whole thing oh okay so I remember. thought it was just him
2: and two other guys sitting there yeah there's a couple guys but he gets a conversation so there's a couple <laughs> things okay <laughs> everybody go watch Legally Blonde to find out you don't <laughs> even have to watch it for it's like the one of the first scenes I think
1: Oh yeah. Um, Early on.
2: Yeah. Okay. Next question from Doug Ballard.
1: Okay. Uh, between the two, if you had to listen to one of these for 24 hours straight, would it be the accordion or the bagpipes?
2: <laughs> um, that's easy. Unfortunately really? for me, for me, it is. And I think Wayne would agree is that, you know, the accordion can do other stuff besides just be like, bum, 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 bum. you know, like it doesn't have <laughs> yeah. to be, it doesn't have to be cliche accordion music, music but the bagpipes are just screeching <laughs> yeah, they're noise machines, no matter what, like I, I like them in some songs. I like them, you know, in a, a funeral procession, you know, I like them when somebody's playing Amazing Grace. I like um uh really running out of reasons to like bagpipes. Oh, corn! I like bagpipes when when they play them in the band, corn. And uh, I don't remember that. You don't remember? Oh no. yeah, bagpipes were huge. That like the lead singer guy, Jonathan Davis, is that his name? Yeah. He would uh, he would come out and play them himself. But I saw at least one, maybe two corn shows, like where they were part of a. Like a bigger show, a festival show or something, yeah. where they you know get everybody's attention by having a bunch of bagpipes march out at the beginning, all wailing away, and then it would segue into you know one of their uh, <laughs> wow. heavy, heavy screaming songs. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, the accordion, like you know, like I love Weird Al Yankovic music, and he uses the accordion all the time. So I just listen to twenty four hours of Weird Al. It would make me a little. Jumpy. The accordion is yeah. it tends It'll to be a be long twenty-four peppy, hours. Tends to be peppy music when the accordions involved, but uh, uh, I'm gonna. That's where my vote will go. And since Wayne plays the piano, I've never done this, but I might follow through on this one and and, and actually ask Wayne later. Uh, accordion or bagpipes for twenty-four <laughs> hours, uh, but. That or way. maybe I'll, you know what? I'll ask this one on the, um, on the, uh, wide world of Doug's
1: oh, Twitter. Yeah.
2: Twitter account. I'm going to ask accordion or bagpipes and, uh, see what happens. But I feel like mm. should, do I have to say the part about 24 hour?
1: I don't think so. Or should
2: I just say accordion or bagpipes and leave it at that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, you know, when, when I was asking that, I think you kind of nailed it because, In my head, accordion was just as bad, but I think your bagpipe, you can't... I feel like someone playing the bagpipe well and someone playing it atrociously, it's the same thing (laughs) in my head. But accordion, you can probably actually make it sound pretty good. I'm probably offending some bagpipe players out there, but sorry. No, it's... (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's so funny whenever there's like depicted in a movie or something, somebody dropping a bagpipe or somebody stepping on a bagpipe, it makes the same noise that it made <laughs> yeah, yeah. when it was being considered music. Right. It's just and- the way it's the way it fits in. I mean, the bagpipe players are, you know, it's amazing that, uh, you know, that they can make them sound uh, pleasant at all. Right. You know, it should just be a sound that, uh, they make when you, you know, need to flee. <laughs> um okay so we're we're almost there we almost got through all the wayne fetterman questions then we got uh several other guests we didn't get to their questions so there's plenty of leftovers uh to eat but let's go let's dig into my question number five final question for wayne fetterman have you seen introducing selma blair which is a great doc about that particular actress living with MS.
1: No, I have not. I didn't know that was out there, but.
2: It is out there. It was, you know, it did the festival circuit. That's how I saw it. And then now it's on one of the streamers. I want to say prime, but you know how that is. I know it's not Disney plus. I can narrow it down that much. So introducing selma blair um brought it up as much because i wanted to tell people about it as i also wanted to know if wayne was familiar with it because again he's illegally blonde but I don't, right uh, i don't know if he worked with selma blair at all but it's a terrific documentary about how she's you know living with uh ms and but also about you know her just her life and career and uh yeah, it's really good. Ah, so, yeah, I'm all
1: for supporting uh, that.
2: I hope Wayne has seen it. I hope you see it. I've already told you. I, I can't, I've mentioned two movies that I think you should see. So I, 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 I really, maybe, very unlikely you'll see both.
1: Maybe I'll watch that first <laughs> <laughs> so that I can have the Looney Tunes after to kind of uh, lighten the mood. Um,
2: have you ever seen, uh, the skateboarding movie called North Hollywood. I have not. Do you like skateboarding movies? Uh, I
1: suppose so. I'm not like a big <laughs> skater, but I'll watch it for sure.
2: Yeah. It's uh Sean Jordan recommended it on the uh, most recent Douglas movies. And uh, then I did a poll on the Douglas movies, Twitter and uh, people are not into it. Whoa, but weird. I feel like it's because a lot of people just haven't seen it. But uh, he was really, really pumping it up. So I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. Plus it's got iCarly's in it for some reason. Oh, weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It says on the uh, poster or whatever, it says Miranda Cosgrove. So I was like, well, that's, what is she in that? That's an interesting choice.
1: She plays the skateboard.
2: No way. (laughs) That can't be right. Um, We did it. We got through all the Wayne Fetterman questions. Yeah, which brings us to, we had another great guest on uh, two weeks ago. Uh, He was ready to answer those Wayne Fetterman questions, but we ended up uh, not even getting to his questions. Uh, The great scratchy voice, Matt Jones, who everybody loves as the Badger on Leave It to Badger a.k.a. Breaking Bad. <laughs> Wasn't that fun talking to him, Doug?
1: Oh, he was the best. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah, and I'm so glad to be on that man. show. That was really cool.
2: Yeah, so what was your first question going to be to Matt Jones? I'm equally interested
1: in your opinion, so this is cool. Uh, were you happy with the ending of Breaking Bad?
2: I was trying to sneak a sip there, and I almost <laughs> did. Right, went fast. I almost did a, a spit take um, of the end of Breaking Bad, the series, or the end. Yeah, of,
1: the, the series. Yeah, how it all. Yeah. Wrapped up.
2: Yeah, we talked to him a little bit about that uh, El Camino movie and, and how right. how weird that was, but um, I that's why I was surprised by El Camino even existing because I was kind of shocked that people involved thought there was more to say after the ending of Breaking Bad. And I love Better Call Saul. I'd say I even enjoy it as a series more than I ever liked Breaking Bad. Um, But I'll always be grateful to Breaking Bad for getting me to uh, Better Call Saul. But um, uh, I didn't need more. I was getting more Breaking Bad by watching Better Call Saul, so I didn't really need El Camino.
1: Right and uh, the way Jesse's character is left off in Breaking Bad you can draw your own conclusions you know
2: Yeah That's and cool. I would have liked to see more of what goes on with him but the way they decided to do it years later and then have these all these scenes where they had to DH him uh <laughs> it was just it was it was a bit much and just felt uh unnecessary especially to like do a whole thing where you see Heisenberg you know, Brian Cranston, like when you see him again in, in a scene, it's just sort of like, yeah, all right, I guess, yeah, yeah, it's, I guess it's cool. Um, I guess at least the actor's still alive because if they tried to do something like that with it, somebody who had actually passed, right. which is you know starting to become kind of a thing, you know, yeah, uh, <laughs> they think they've got the technology, but it's still, I just it just creeps me out. I don't think it, I don't think yeah. it's been done successfully yet i you know i like i don't even like like young sam jackson and wonder woman just i just kind of can't get, uh, uh
1: captain can't marvel get...
2: yeah 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 i was yeah, i was yeah. thinking that when you said that
1: that was the first thing that that was a lot
2: I mean the Irishman was really bad with the Niro. Oh yeah. That was just that was just ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, we could talk I could talk about that all day, but that's uh Doug Loves movies conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um uh, uh did you answer that question Were you No, that was that you question?
1: uh were you happy with the series and the way it ended?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was happy with it. I think Matt probably was, but then also was happy to get asked to come back when they did El Camino. Um And what's your answer, Doug?
1: I was very happy. It's just, you know, any ending to any huge series can be polarizing. and I found it weird when people would complain, but they never could really give me a real reason as to why they didn't like it. I think they just didn't want it to end or something.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, you know, you could argue that a lot of things go the right way for that whole contraption to, to work. Like just how yeah, yeah, yeah. True. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing contraption, incredible sequence. I love it, but it's also like, well, that's, you know, that's like when somebody sets up some Rube Goldberg thing or a bunch of, uh bunch of dominoes in a row and they knock it over and it, only a couple of things happen and it stops. <laughs> yeah. That could easily happen to the gun in the back of the trunk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, so many lives were saved by guns jamming. I can't even tell you. <laughs> My question number one for Matt Jones was, what are the differences? And I really want you to tell me, Doug. What are the differences between a badger and a beaver?
1: What are the differences? a uh, beaver spends more time in water and builds dams.
2: <laughs> Badgers don't. Go in the water or build dams?
1: I don't believe so. I think that's well, strictly a beaver thing.
2: Well, what, is, what do badgers do then? Just bother people?
1: <laughs> they build bridges. It's very different.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're more infrastructure. And yeah, yeah.
1: They're, they're a different kind of uh, woodland creature architect.
2: I, I, don't, I don't get the point of a badger then.
1: <laughs> Are they more aggressive too?
2: I I would so. I I would I would approach a beaver before I'd approach a badger for sure. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) We're like uh, me and my girlfriend are like feeding all the, you know, we want some of those almonds that are like safe for animals to eat, and so we're like we're just feeding all the birds and squirrels and animals in the neighborhood because. Um, you know, we want to have, we want to build up an army of animals that trust us and we'll do our bidding <laughs> Oh, I love it! <laughs> as we, as we move forward into the, uh, <laughs> just start dressing like the me. end of the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not a bad plan. <laughs> We're almost there.
2: You, I could just see a squirrel, you know, jumping on an enemy because I, <laughs> you know, we gave him a nut one time. <laughs>
1: It's so funny. I've actually been doing that as well. I was at a friend's house and they, they they're like, watch this. And they had a squirrel run up to them and they like ate a nut out of their hand or whatever. And I was like, I didn't know you could do that. So I've been feeding the neighborhood squirrels.
2: People keep squirrels as pets because like, just like a dog, if if you're going to feed them on the regular, they'll hang out.
1: Wow. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? I don't want them coming to the house, but. It's they're so cute, them. but yeah, yeah they're, they cute.
2: they're all still too little rat like. They're still, yeah, too, yeah. they're out there crawling through everything. Like they put their feet in everything, like they're in the sewers.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I like to think of rats most, I mean, squirrels is mostly being, you know, high up. Like we saw one running around on a roof that was really high up the other day and it was, it was pretty uh, impressive.
1: It was the Batman of squirrels.
2: Yeah, but this is just a taste of the amazing uh, Matt Jones questions that us two Dougs have come up with. But we are we are out of time for this installment, and our next guest may have to take on Matt Jones questions, Rich Sommer questions, not Ooh. to mention questions about identity and names. And Dougs. do you have any plugs, Doug?
1: Come out every Tuesday in Austin, Texas at 9 p.m. It's I've got a comedy show with Mike Weebe called Excelsior. It's at 9 p.m. free, and it's at Buzzmill East. East, don't go to the wrong Buzzmill. But come on I out, check it out. It's a good time. People have been enjoying it.
2: Come on, I by. hate. I hate when you go to the wrong Buzzmill. It's still a pretty good time, but it's a whole different. <laughs> it's a whole different scene. They're actually. It's an actual Buzzmill. Yeah, yeah, saw and logs. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: a way different experience. We're telling jokes at the other one. You get put to work. You have to saw some logs,
2: hang Uh, out with some
1: beavers. We don't want that one.
2: No good. Yeah. What about you? Um, I was just looking to see if I had written down any plugs, and in fact, I did. I got to mention again, Roadhouse. Yeah. Uh, the show's called down in front Straz center, Tampa, Florida, this Saturday night. Then on Tuesday of next week, December 14th, I'll be doing Douglas movies at the Orlando improv and the following Saturday at the Miami improv. And, Oh, I came up with a fun title for this episode. And any other words you'd like to say, Doug, before I wrap it? Oh yeah. Also,
1: If you need a good digital stocking stepper, pick up one of my many Fart Safari albums.
2: (laughs) Doesn't matter which one. Just pick one at random. Put it in somebody's somebody's sock. At first, they might be angry. Like, did somebody put this fart in my sock? And then you go, Fart Safari. And it's a boat on the river of laughs. laughs. Yeah. All right, uh, for producer Ryan and everybody at Misfit Toys, as always, it's a Doug eat Doug world. Got it.